There is a lot to unpack after a 31-20 victory over the Wildcats, and there's no better way to do it than the good, the bad, and the downright ugly, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe to your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Lockdown Pokes. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Now, like I said, there is a ton to unpack about the week four matchup against the Kansas State Wildcats. Our Oklahoma State Cowboys are now 4-0 on the season and 1-0 in conference play. Plus, they finally cracked the AP poll, coming in as the number 19 team in the nation after a win over the Kansas State Wildcats. It was a great game in the first half. It got a little lackluster. I won't get all the way into it. We'll just kind of go through this. Like I said, I've got it divided, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, of course, we're going to start with the good, and there was a lot to be had Tay Martin is all the way back. 12 targets, 9 receptions. He had 100 yards, 7 first downs, and a touchdown. Tay Martin makes this offense something special. He's a big body receiver. He has the ability to run through contact. He catches the ball at the high point. All of these skills were shown off on Saturday against Kansas State. It was great to have a full game of Tay Martin, and it clearly opened up the playbook for Casey Dunn and Spencer Sanders. I just think he played really well coming back from injury. I can't wait to see what the rest of his season holds. While we're on the receiving side of the game, Brennan Presley had his best game of the season, finding pay dirt on a 20-yard touchdown pass. He broke a tackle. And out of sheer strength and willpower, he got himself into the end zone. The way the offensive skill players fought through contact contact on Saturday still has me smiling from ear to ear. They really drove the ball through defenders, and it's so fantastic to see. You love to see a guy bounce off a couple people. Another guy that was bouncing off defenders all day was Jalen Warren. He is that dude for the rushing attack for the Cowboys. Now, of course, L.D. Brown was out this week, so we know Warren was going to have to put the rushing game on his shoulders, and boy, did he do it against an incredibly stout run defense in Kansas State. Warren finished the day with 123 yards on 31 carries, plus 81 yards through the air on four receptions, and that was missing nearly the entire third quarter of the ball game with what was rumored to be cramping, When Warren is on the field, he makes a difference. Give him and Tay Martin huge props for their play this weekend. They elevated the Cowboys offense in that first half. They did a fantastic job of it. And like I said, it's very clear that they make a difference when they're on the field. 
the offensive line consistency this week showed up and it aided Jalen Warren's big game on the ground while allowing Spencer Sanders to get some some done through the air. If the line can stay healthy, they should continue to improve now that some consistency has come into play. It was the second game in the row that the same starting line for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. So like a, they will continue to improve as well. A fumble recovery for a touchdown by Malcolm Rodriguez in the first half sparked a swing of momentum for the Cowboys. Malcolm Rodriguez was named the Big 12 co-defensive player of the week after his performance on Saturday. No surprise, he has showed up every single game so far for the Cowboys defense. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up with that co-defensive player of the year, uh, Big 12 accolade at the end of the season. Of course, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out, but he has just been absolutely phenomenal through four games. Colby Harvell Peel grabbed the Cowboys' second takeaway of the day when he caught an interception late in the second quarter after the Wildcats had entered Cowboy territory and were threatening to score. So our defense continues to come up huge game after game. It's fantastic to see Jim Knowles has done a great job with the defense, with the depth of the defense. It's just been fantastic to see. An underappreciated player from Saturday, in my opinion, was Jarek Bernard Converse. He had three pass breakups, four tackles. The Wildcats targeted Bernard Converse right out of the gate. I mean, very first quarter, and he shut it down all day. He quietly sparked the defense on the first drive of the game, but it's been overshadowed a bit by the eventual takeaways from Malcolm Rodriguez and Harvell Peel, but I do think he had a fantastic football game. He really shut down some of their receiving core. It was great to see what he did early for them, just getting it going right out of the gate. Jarek Bernard Converse had a fantastic game. I don't think he got quite enough attention, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Lots of good things to be taken away from this football game, especially in the first half. Maybe one day we will put together an entire football game. But until then, if one half gets it done, then one half gets it done. It is another week of our new favorite saying, a win is a win. We've discussed the good. Next up, we dive into some of the bad. But before that, college football fans, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. They offer every sport you can think of from NFL to MLB and more. PrizePix offers more college football props than any in the world by offering the all-star players of the Power 5 Conference, as well as mid-major players you may not have ever even heard of. PrizePix offers all the props you can think of, including touchdowns and interceptions, and you can play all their props with promo code locked on. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks evens, even allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on Spencer Sanders passing touchdowns and the under on Trey Young field goals. Use promo code Locked On for on the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in less than a minute. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Use promo code Locked On and check out PrizePicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Now, before we move on, this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. 
very recently I was on my way home from work and my car did a shaking thing that I don't think vehicles are supposed to do. Anyway, turns out needed an oil change, got on rockauto.com, was able to find the oil for my car super easy on their website. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving DIYers, me, for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, make sure you let them know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So while it's hard to get too nitpicky about a 31-20 to win in Big 12 play, I'm not going to let that game escape without talking about some of the not great things that happened, some of the bad things that happened. Alex Hale had a rough game. He hit all of his extra points, but he left some points on the field when it came to field goals, making only one of his three field goals attempts. It's hard to harp on the kid too hard, knowing he's still recovering from an ACL injury. And Mike Gundy told the media that Hale had been working on some mechanics for his kicking heading into uh, the week four matchup against Kansas State. So, like I said, it's hard to harp on him too too harshly when you know he was actively working on an issue with his kicking game. Hopefully, Alex Hale gets back on track over the week of practice and he didn't take too big of a mental hit from the misses. I talk about that a lot when it comes to kickers. The One of the toughest parts, it's like golf when you hit a bad shot. You're just kind of stuck living with that. And it can certainly, especially over time, kind of wither its way into your brain. So I hope that he can get over those misses and know that, you know, we came out with the win. So everything turned out all right. He can get get to work on his mechanics and kind of figure out what what he thought he was lacking. Because, of course, we don't know. But obviously he had an issue with something that he was doing and, and he's been working on it. So hopefully he comes back out next week and kind of gets back on track No points were scored in the second half for a consecutive week. The first half of this weekend's game was absolutely beautiful. The offense was moving the ball, getting it done both through the air and on the ground, and then it just kind of stopped. All gas, no breaks, more like all gas, but only in the first half. In the first half of this game, we look like a legit offensive threat. With a stout and well-rested, and I've talked about this over and over again, I know I'm hammering it really really hard home but a well-rested defense because the offense was able to stay on the field but as soon as halftime hit so did a stall the Cowboys put no points on the board in the second half of the game for the second week in a row luckily our defense was able to keep the game in our hands to close it out but that's not going to happen every week we are always going to be facing a third string quarterback in a big 12 offense This week, you have to hope the team can figure out a way to put together four quarters of football on all three sides of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams. We also had eight penalties for 79 yards. This hurts no matter how skilled your football team is. When you out-penalize the other team, it's going to hurt your overall uh, product. So 
it's hard to battle another team and yourself. One of the penalties was an unsportsmanlike conduct call on Cole Birmingham. And the bad thing about that call is I totally agree with Cole Birmingham's conduct. A Kansas State defensive player attempted to ankle tackle Spencer Sanders. Sanders threw the ball out of bounds. The play was clearly coming to an end when Ryan Hennington, the Kansas State linebacker, alligator twisted in an attempt to get Sanders to the ground and a move that can cause serious injury. There was a no flag on the play because, of course, there wasn't. It's a Big 12 officiating. But Cole Birmingham saw what happened to his quarterback and stepped up for him. I, I can't blame him for that. He pushed Hennington. I understand the person that retaliates is always the one that's going to get the flag. That's just how the world works. But when your quarterback's being threatened like that, you got to stand up for him. Your job as an offensive lineman is to protect your quarterback. And that happens at every point of the game, not just at the at the uh, line of scrimmage. It happens all over the field. So you come for my quarterback, I come for you. It was a dirty play. I don't think there's any denying that it was a dirty play. So I respect a teammate going up for his boy and saying, this isn't okay, and don't do it again, because I'm right here watching. So I am I'm all on for that. It does uh, suck that it caused the penalty, but ultimately... He did what he had to do for his teammate, so I can't really, I can't get too upset about that. Coming up, the worst parts of our Week 4 matchup against Kansas State Wildcats, the ugly. But first, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's that time of year again when all eyes turn to football as players return to the gridiron. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 100% welcome bonus. If football isn't your taste, you can bet on pretty much anything. Basketball, baseball, boxing. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait. Week 4 is upon us. Get after it. Be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for your welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The last several post-game episodes that I've done, I've done two things that I found really positive and one thing that I thought we needed to work on. Today, my setup, the good, the bad, the ugly, is a little bit different from that, but ultimately it was because there were so many good things that I wanted to talk about. I couldn't fit it into two sections. And there were a couple really ugly things that happened. So while I think ultimately we did have a much better game than we've had the last three weeks, I did have to set it up this way so I could talk about all the good things that happened. So I apologize if it sounds like I'm coming down too hard on the team. I promise I'm not. I saw how well we played that first half. I understand how much potential this team carries. But we are going to talk about the three ugliest things that I got out of this game. First, Malik Knowles breaking all kinds of tackles for a 99-yard kickoff return for touchdown. The last time the Kansas State beat Cowboys in Stillwater was in 2017 when Byron Pringle, now a Kansas City Chief, ran a kickoff return for a touchdown that game as well. The momentum swing that can come from a kickoff return it can be sobering. It happens in absolutely no time, and we went from up four to down three in a matter of seconds. 
Luckily, the special teams got back on track, and there was really the only one commotion that was shown on Saturday. But, like, there's so many thoughts I have about this one because, like I said, it can cause a momentum shift so fast for the opposing team. Luckily, we were able to keep that momentum on our side with the Malcolm Rodriguez um, fumble in the end zone. You know, we kind of reasserted our dominance on special teams. But a 99-yard return, and not one that, like, he he didn't evade tackles. He got out of tackles, which is an issue. He, he slunked off at least three Cowboys in that return. We've got to wrap up better on special teams. We can't. That's it's such a important part of the game that doesn't get enough recognition, but wrapping up on special teams so that these returners, those those are the fastest guys on the field. Once they get past you, that's it. So if they get past you, that's a problem. If they can't get past you because you wrapped up and tackled, we're all golden. So that was really my only concern with the Malik Knowles return uh, for for a touchdown. We definitely need to work on just efficiently tackling in special teams. Another ugly thing is is an injury to Brock Martin. It's undoubtedly the ugliest of uglies from this weekend. Now, Mike Gundy is saying he doesn't think he'll be out for the year. He thinks he'll be out a couple weeks, but that's still it, it it's a huge loss for the defense. Colin Oliver will be getting even more playing time in the absence of Trace Ford and Brock Martin. So Oliver has already spent some time in this lineup, but he's certainly about to start spending a whole lot more time in it. He had two tackles on Saturday against the Wildcats, so he did play well in the absence of Brock Martin, but he's going to have to step up his game. He's going to have to show some leadership on that defense while Brock Martin is out. An unfortunate injury, but but we're grateful that it doesn't sound like it was season-ending and he will be back in a couple weeks. When Oklahoma State offense looked to be getting healthy, the defense's depth took a hit. Our offense is going to have to continue scoring points, and not just in the first half, if our defense can't stay healthy, because that depth only goes so far. So what the offense did in the first half of Uh, the game against Kansas State was fantastic because the defense got that chance to be well-rested and come out. So if they can keep doing that, that would be uh, fantastic to see. While I mentioned Cole Birmingham, unsportsmanlike conduct play in the previous section, I think both Kansas State and Oklahoma State fans alike can agree that the officiating of this game was atrocious and highlighted the name of the segment. It was downright ugly. From targeting calls to missing targeting calls and everything in between, the consistency of the officiating crew left a lot to be desired. It's something we're fairly used to with uh, Big 12 officiators, but it's something we never like to see. I don't like winning games and people going, well, you only want it because of the referees. Well, God, that's the worst. That's the worst thing you can hear. So it's always unfortunate when they don't go out there and do their job well, especially to the detriment of the safety of these athletes. So hopefully the officiating can get some correction heading into the rest of the season because cause that was that was a brutal part of Saturday. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for a little bit more Kansas State breakdown before we head into the Week 5 matchup, matchup against the Baylor Bears. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. 
betting in the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcast, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!